From the lakefront to the riverfront, this is where Wisconsin sports fans come to talk. The Bill Michael Show. Now, here's your host, Bill Michaels. Heading into the holidays, welcome to the Monday edition of the Bill Michaels Show. Glad you're here. Glad you are here. Packers get a win over the weekend. They knock off the Carolina Panthers. Weird day yesterday. Weird day yesterday. Some things you expected to happen, they happened. Okay? Did not expect the Cowboys to knock off the 49ers. And they did. Did not expect the Cowboys to put up 41. All of a sudden, they found themselves a defense or found themselves an offense. Uh, the Titans did exactly what I thought the Titans would do, and that is knock off the Detroit Lions. Even though I thought the Lions might be playing a little bit better football, uh, it was not even a not even a competition. I was surprised the Bears got a win. Bears get a win. They knock off uh, the uh, rival Minnesota Vikings, and. Excuse me, had to sneeze. Uh, in doing so, they keep their hopes alive for the postseason. Did not expect the Patriots to get drilled by the Dolphins the way they did, but the Patriots' offense uh, just flat out stinks. Meanwhile, uh, the Cardinals, uh, they held on. Philadelphia gave them a lot of fight. Hertz is uh, playing some really good quarterback right now, and I know Carson Wentz is upset about it, but it is what it is. Uh, it's just they're, they're a better football team. With Jalen Hurts under center and Deshaun Watson and company down in Houston, while they're solid, I've always liked Kyler Murray as one of the up-and-comers. He 33-26, they get the win. In the meantime, it was a hard-fought game, and it turned out exactly the way I thought it would. The Kansas City Chiefs ended up knocking off the uh, New Orleans Saints, and uh, thus the Saints are sitting at 10-4, and where the Packers are 11-3, and and they are sitting there solely now in the top spot of the, uh, of the, uh, the NFC. Then you've got to the Cleveland Browns doing Browns stuff. I can't believe I'm picking the Browns lately, but the Browns are winning. And the Browns now have double-digit wins for the first time since Moses had all those animals on his ark. It's been an amazing ride for them. And then, obviously, the most uh, – well, Noah, I'm sorry, not Moses, Noah. No, Moses parted the sea, and, and Noah's ark fell into it. Uh, but I get it, yes. Uh, the Jets got a win. And thus, in doing so, now, if, if Jacksonville gets a win here in the next couple of weeks and the Jets continue to lose, then the Jets hang on to Trevor Lawrence. Otherwise, even the Jets screwed up the Trevor Lawrence pick. Uh, the Jets uh, get a win over the Rams, which I just – that was a stunner, 23-20. to 20. The Rams, you talk about maybe like a trap game because the Rams were looking forward to facing the Seahawks next weekend. That had to be the ultimate trap game, but the Jets uh, played their hearts out and uh, walked away with a win. So, a lot of good football. The Chargers knocked off the Raiders. For as much as the Chargers have de- good offense, I like what they do. I just thought for sure the Raiders would, uh, sitting at 7-7, seven and seven, looking for their, their eighth win of the season to go 8-6 and six and still stay in the hunt. I thought for sure the Raiders would get a win, and they didn't. Then you've got, and I've often said they should be able to, to flex out Monday night games. The, the one coming up tonight, the Steelers on the road in the Queen City taking on Cincinnati. The, the, the Bengals stink. Just stink. Then again, the Steelers have lost two in a row, so who knows. But, um, yeah, the Bengals stink. They should not be allowed anywhere near prime time. They, they just shouldn't be. 
So there you have it. Um, some interesting comments coming out of Matt Lafleur in that last uh, the last couple of segments. He talked about you know first and foremost they didn't play their best, and he said that's disappointing. He said, but you get si- excited for the win when it, it takes another phase of the game to find a way to win. So it's been all about their offense. But if the offense doesn't play well, specifically the second half of that contest, he said you get excited for the win because the defense came in and played well. They did what they needed to do. So you found a way to win, and that's what good teams do. And he said you get excited when you don't play your best and you still win a game because that is a determining factor as to how good you believe you are. So there was a lot of things in that postgame pre- that uh, presser from yesterday that he had to say. 855-830-8648, 855-830-8648. Let's go to Richard listening to us in Rhinelander. Richard, how you doing today, man? What's going on? Richard! He gone. Let's go to Marcus on the north side. Marcus, welcome to the program, man. What's happening? How you doing, Bill? How are you doing? I'm doing great. Hey, man, I, I wasn't uh, uh, smiling after that uh, Willy Wonka's uh, press conference uh, listening to that. So uh, how much of that do you believe? And uh, then uh, we got to go to another place. Because here's the two points I want to point out to you. First of all, it, it, even under McCarthy, and I'm making a strong point here, you can look at the evidence and the data is there, is that when the Packers have a lead, they do take their foot off the gas pedal. And the way you start a game, of course, is the way you should finish a game. Why do you think Bill Belichick is so famous? If I can win by 100 points, it does. I don't care about your feelings. If I can win by 60 points in a football game, you do not take a kneel down because, oh, we don't want to get you finish. You crush your opponents. The Packers mm-hmm. did that. So what I'm looking for, Bill, in these next two games real fast is this. I would love to see the Packers get down by two or three scores. I want to see if Aaron Rodgers, Mr. Greatness, shows that he is the MVP. I want to see a deficit where he has to really work his tail off to see if he can pull it out. My second point is this, is that there again, when you look at the defense, the way it's structured, they did pretty much what they pretty much had to do. But still, we have some problems there with pressure situations at that point. They did enough just to do what they need to do. And I know there's no top, you know, elite defense uh, in the league right now. But my question is this, going into the playoffs and maybe having a first-round bye, I'm still concerned that these two issues will be the Packers' downfall while they don't get to the Super Bowl, that they don't have that killer instinct. They don't have that, let's finish you off. They get up, Let's say the Packers get up 28 to nothing. It, it, it's classic. It, the teams come back on them, and it, it is what it is. But what mm-hmm. I'm saying is that you have to be able to put a team away and just break their souls early. And I don't see that in LaFleur's conversation. I read through all the mumble-jumble, all the BS. You know, yeah, they did what they did. But I want to get a true analysis from you as far as that this team can actually make it to a Super Bowl, complete two games at Lambeau, because if they have a bye week, that's always a problem. Even though they're at home, it's always been a problem, but I don't think this team has a killer instinct. Prove me wrong by getting to the Super Bowl. I think that they're, they're terrible with both of those issues I just raised. Thanks, Bill. All right, buddy. Appreciate it. Um, they do not have the killer instinct, he says. I think every team wants to have it. Um, I think that a killer instinct 
That's where I'm going to say Killer Instinct kind of has a trickle-down effect. It starts – Killer Instinct starts with your coaching staff. I I believe. I think it starts with your coaching staff. It it starts with the desire to to just to just drill somebody. You know, I I really believe that kind of starts with the coaching staff. And and. The coaching sometimes, you know, I have always said you got to stick with what gets you there. And you know, sometimes you you, you got to do just that. Stick with what got you there. So um, when you take your foot off the gas, in essence, that's what you're you're not doing. You're not sticking with what got you there. You know what I mean? You're pulling back. And I and I know that's coaching philosophy. That's what they do. It just it like many of you, it drives me crazy. Drives me crazy. Eight five five eight three zero eight six four eight eight five five eight three zero eight six four eight again. Eight five five eight three zero eight six four eight. Give us a shout. Chime on in. Uh, they get a win. Second half wasn't pretty offensively. Uh, but when you're talking about putting your foot on the gas pedal and keeping the – now it's tough to do, okay? It's not like you – like there's a, a physical gas pedal you're taking your foot off of. Sometimes you're play calling. Sometimes teams make adjustments, and you got to figure it out, and suddenly they find something that works, and you don't have an answer for it. So you have to take that into account. But I do agree that, you know, it's uh, – it's, it's, you know, the, the, the old thought of taking your foot off of the gas pedal um, – yeah, it's uh, you'd love to see that blowout. We've got this one. We've annihilated you type of win, and I think we just look forward to consistently. Eight five five eight three zero eight six four eight eight five five eight three zero eight six four eight. Let's do this. We'll step away. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. Got a lot more to get to this portion of the program. Brought to you by good friends over there. Quick trip. What's for dinner? Quick trip's got you covered during these times. You're out doing a little shopping, a little run around. You know, you're trying to pick up some last minute things. Get everybody together. Treat yourself. I'm telling you, Pothole Pizza, they've got those take-home heat and eat meals or their fried chicken, which is just fantastic. That's our friends at Quick Trip. Uh, make sure you stop in and say hello, and uh, they got so much good stuff. Stay tuned. we got more of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. Welcome back to the program. We are glad you are with us. Bill Michael Show continues on. This portion of the program, uh, well, it's not brought to you by, but I want to remind you, coming up on uh, Wednesday night, special Wednesday night edition of Bill Michael's Huddle, brought to you by and presented by Bud Light Seltzer, unquestionably good. Flavors of cranberry, grapefruit, pineapple, and strawberry. Got Mike Clemens, got Radio Joe Zola, all coming up Wednesday night, 6 to 8, on many of these same stations. So make sure you tune us in as we get you ready for the Packers and the Titans. Big game coming up. Big game coming up because, uh, let's be honest, everybody's kind of circling this game to say, okay, if the defense can hold Derrick Henry down, not shut him out, but just hold him down, 
then uh, then you're going to be uh, that much better off. 855-830-8648, 855-830-8648. Want to get your opinion, get your thoughts, so go ahead and bring it. Want to hear from you, 855-830-8648. Let's get back to it. Let's go to, uh, let's go, let's see here. Uh, let's go to Scott listening to us in Cudahy. Scott, how you doing, man? What's up? Bill, watching, you know, listen, watching the game, listening to the game, my assessment is simply this. Um, for this team to go, you know, go all the way, or at least to it, they need to have a complete game. They fell apart in the second half, and they struggled. Now, they can't do that against Tennessee. They were able to do it against Carolina. I heard some of the comments they're saying uh, they're not enthused because there is no crowd in the stands. Um, the motivation should be, should be to try and get to the Super Bowl. That mm-hmm. should be the more that should be the one that gets them going. But my assessment of this, looking at this, they're going back to the old cardiac pack. If you remember those days, they literally give you a heart attack. They struggle, you know. They come back and they win it at the end. Mm-hmm. They need, in my assessment, is Bill to to make it to get all the way. They need a complete game from start to finish. If they do not, right. if they struggle, they're going to struggle against Tennessee. If they don't do it, they're not going to go. They're going to be just like they are in the past. So my assessment is simply this: If you want to make it to the end, you need a complete game from start to finish. I would agree. Appreciate the phone call. I would agree that you need a complete game, one hundred percent. I would also agree that I, I would disagree that they're the cardiac pack. I mean, you're not going to blow everybody out. You're not going to dominate every team. And I mean, even back in the day when they were scoring, what was it, almost thirty-seven points a game during two thousand and eleven, they were beating teams, but not every game was a blowout. What I'm looking for, and I think this is probably one of these games that's coming up against Tennessee, I'm just looking for a, a complete game. We have not seen that consistently. Nor You don't see that all the time anyway. But we have not seen that consistently out of this team. Okay? Um, that's that's the, the, the big thing. We haven't seen it consistently out of this team. And that's kind of what you're looking for. You're looking for a defense that stymies Derrick Henry. Doesn't shut him out, okay? Because I don't think you're going to shut out Derrick Henry. But I think what, you know, like I said, 125 yards, one score, that's pretty much going to get you a win. Because otherwise you're putting, the, you're putting the ball in Tannehill's hands saying, go beat us. And I don't think Tannehill can, to be quite honest with you. So that's kind of what you're looking for. You know? That's, 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 I'd be happy with that. And then put up. 30 points again at home and win that contest anywhere from 31-17, 35-24, something like that. Okay, you know, you can kind of live with that. That's against a good team. That's a Tennessee team that most likely, for all intents and purposes, probably going to end up in the postseason. You know, they're one of the four teams that's right there atop their division. They're tied with uh, the Indianapolis Colts atop their division, but right now they have the tiebreaker. So Tennessee would be, and I think it's because they're only they're four and one in the division, and uh, the Colts uh, are three and two. So that's the reason Tennessee would be their division leader. That's a ten and four football team. That that would be your that would be one of two signature wins that you have this year. I'll take that, and do it playing a complete game. I think that'll make you happy. What won't make you happy is, you know, you, your defense plays well enough. 
But you have to win it on a last-second field goal, say 24-21, 24-23, something like that, and offense is stymied all day. Defense gives up some scores in crucial situations. Then you kind of go, okay, okay, got it, gotcha. You know, now you're a little bit more concerned. 855-830-8648. Uh, David says, they absolutely need to be given some slack. This is not a trend. It's an anomaly. Even the Packers teams that went to the Super Bowl back in 97 lost to the 0-11 Colts. Not every quarter in every game will be stellar. Uh, Showdown Dave says the second half adjustments for this team at times have been poor. While they have adjusted here and there, they haven't done it consistently enough. Other teams have schemed better against them once they get out of their scripted plays. Well, not all season. No, they haven't. I mean, you know, you look at the season that they've had. They had a really solid game against Minnesota, put up 43, put up 42 against the Lions, put up 37 against Detroit. You know, maybe defensively they've given up a few more points that you would, than you would like. But, you know, uh, I, you know what? The Tampa Bay game, absolutely I can agree with. They put up 35 against Houston. Come on. The, the loss to Minnesota, not being able to stymie the run, not being able to get their offense going. Yep, would agree with you. San Francisco, they put up 34. Jacksonville, that was a tough Jacksonville defense. I give them a lot of credit, even though they're a one-win team. They hit. Their offense stunk. But their defense was pretty good. But that was still a little bit disconcerting, you know. That the adjustments it, it, via the off or via the defense at halftime against Indy, not good. And their offense at halftime, not good. I would agree. The Bears they put up forty-one. You know, Philadelphia, same thing. They stymied a little bit in the second half after jumping out to a fast start. Detroit they got a good win. This Carolina game, okay. You know, but I don't think you can look at every game and go, well, with a blanket statement, they don't make adjustments. Because they do. Because they do. 855-830-8648. 855-830-8648. Give us a shout. Uh, this one's from Jeff, who writes uh, in the Wendy's email inbox. He says, I love what Aaron Rodgers is doing. However, if it comes down to winning an MVP or a Lombardi trophy, I'm taking the Lombardi trophy every day of the week. We cannot have Aaron Rodgers out there on the field risking himself just to win an MVP and, in essence, giving up on a Lombardi. Here's my question. Can you do both? You know, if that game, short of just, say, keeping guys in a rhythm, because you, I, I don't want to see Aaron Rodgers in this offense, you know, and you can't sit everybody, but I don't want to see Aaron Rodgers in the offense take two weeks off. Because if you don't play him against Chicago, you know he's not playing the next week if you if you lock everything up, right? The first round by, I don't want to see him sit for two weeks. So I, I'm not playing him just for an MVP. I'm playing him to make sure that I'm trying to do as much routinely as I possibly can. And I know some of you disagree with it, but it's just I, I've seen this happen so many times before where you got everything locked up, you sit your guys, and that's great, everybody's healthy, but you can't just flip a switch and go, here we go. It just doesn't work that way. 
855-830-8648. Let's do this. We'll step away. We're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to come back, and uh, we've got some other things to get into. As a matter of fact, coming up at the bottom of the hour, Eric Branchek of the Green Bay Press-Gazette, I'm going to go over some of the things I saw on film and see if he agrees with me, specifically the offense in the second half. We'll get into that discussion. Also, some good news out of Madison, and you needed some good news. And uh, did another team get hosed? We'll ask that question. Uh, and then he's back. He's back. I uh, Former producer Big Ragu texted me over the weekend and said he's back. And I, I knew exactly what it was that he was saying. And we'll talk about that as well coming up here at about 12.45, 12.50. So stay tuned for that. A lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up. Radio Joe Zenzola, who uh, has a vehicle and has an experience and has a buying power uh, type of thing going on. He can tell you all about his experience at Hyundai West Dallas. Hyundai West Dallas, that is where I got my car, and I've got some deals for you guys. First of all, International Autos Group, who Hyundai West Dallas is affiliated with, um, they have a really cool giveaway because they know that this year has been tough for a lot of people. So what they're doing is at the International Autos Group, they want to help by giving a giving away a brand new car to the individual or family who is most in need of a new vehicle this holiday season. So if you visit iaautogroup.com for details, you can enter the 2020 IA car giveaway. Again, that's iaautogroup.com. Now, if you don't win that, you still have a chance to save some money. And you can do that at Hyundai West Dallas when you are going to buy your new or used car. If you use my name, Joe Zanzola or Radio Joe, you get an additional $500 off your car. And they also at Hyundai West Dallas have the Christmas tree of savings. So you go there, you draw a card, you can get up to $500 in savings. So you pair that. Yes, you can pair it with using my name as well you can get up to $1,000 in savings for your new or used car. That is happening at Hyundai West Dallas. They also have the winter sell-down event. All new vehicles are sold at or below dealer invoice. They'll match any Wisconsin dealer's offer, offering top Kelly Blue Book values on trades, which includes 0% financing available, no payments until February, and no down payment needed. Everything is happening right now at Hyundai West Dallas because, after all, it's all about the season of giving here as we are getting closer and closer to Christmas. Again, you can go to HyundaiWestDallas.com or visit them, Hyundai West Dallas, off of Highway 100 in West Dallas. Wisconsin-wide, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Welcome back to the program. We are glad you are with us. Thanks so much for hanging on and uh, hanging out. Certainly appreciate it. Talking a lot of Packers football today. Packers get a win over the weekend, and uh, we're discussing. Short week, getting you ready for, uh, well, obviously the holiday, and then we get into the Packers-Titans game coming up uh, this weekend. Uh, joining us now on the Schneider Orange Hotline, our good buddy Eric Branchek of the Green Bay Press-Gazette. So, Eric, uh, I'm listening to Matt LaFleur, and one of the things that, uh, you know, everybody's talking about the second half offensively for this team, and he says, well, they dropped eight. They were concentrating on uh, Devontae. And the one thing that I noticed was even the quick outs, they were getting really fast to the line of scrimmage. They sacked Aaron Rodgers a couple of times, so they won up front. They blitzed a few times. They won in the trenches. So what did you see differently in the second half versus the first half of that ball game? 
Well, the the, the biggest thing was the uh, um, not running the football. And if you listen to the uh, press conferences or the Zoom meetings or whatever you want to call it, um, sounds like there was a lot of uh, checking out of the pass, checking out of run plays at the line of scrimmage. So uh, if you, you know, if you read between the lines and look at what was said, because you know, you know, he had said there was ten passes called to twelve runs, and when you look at the, you know, at, at how it worked out on video, it wasn't that. It was it was it was not there were not twelve runs. So maybe there were twelve runs called, but they only ran the ball like six. So um, yeah, they're just going to have to you know get on the same page there a little bit. And, you know, I can see where there is some frustration because they weren't um, allowing some of the, the running plays, some of the pass plays to happen. So, um, you know, let's throw the, you know, you got a quarterback that likes to throw the ball and all that good stuff. So, but, you know, whatever, they'll, they'll figure it out. I'm not overly concerned about it. Um, watch, looking at that team, I guess, you know, going into that game, I thought there was going to be a lot more pressure than actually was uh, on the quarterback because, in the past, what that team, what that football team did, as with their front, uh, well, if you want to call it front seven, uh, most teams are front six now. Um, you know, they sent a lot of guys. It was five, you know, pretty consistently. So, you know, they sent four and three at times, and you know, and I, I wasn't, uh, uh, you know, and even when they did send four, they had a, you know, one of the outside guys was particularly, uh, I think it was Burns, was uh, responsible for, for running backs coming up. But they had that team scouted very well. There's no question about it because as soon as Devontae Adams took a lateral step, that cornerback was firing um, to go meet him at the line of scrimmage. So that was, um, I thought, was pretty impressive. And they also were very cognizant of the running back out of the backfield into the flat. So where mm-hmm. I think, you know, there were times where I was like, gosh, why aren't they running the running back? Gates? They're so cognizant of the running back in the flat. They need to run that guy, you know, run a, run a real route or just a circle. Um to the middle part of the defense, I think there would have been some opportunities there, and, and probably if they were facing a different team, maybe they would have got a little bit more aggressive. But you know, you're up twenty-one to three at halftime. How excited do you get about making adjustments at halftime? I mean, probably not a whole right. lot. So, you know, there's some human factor to that. Uh, first of all, I completely agree. I because I watched. Devonte and yeah, I, I kind of watched some of those plays. I went back and I just have it sitting here on my on my on my laptop, and I went watched some of those plays. But they were they were so quick to the line of scrimmage, and they were so much keying on him. And I know Matt Lafleur said, "Oh no, they were playing soft." Well, they were lining up soft, but playing soft and lining up soft are kind of two different things. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean you go back and watch the video. He takes one lateral step, and that cornerback was firing. You know, so. These are all things that, that I think they do a really good job on is doing counter, countering stuff. I thought, you know, they boot pass towards the end zone there, um, that a concept that was, you know, wide open because that whole defense, if you watch it, just ran soon as he, soon as the quarterback, you know, ran, you know, started booting, that whole defense shifted. So there was a hole in the back end there that, uh, you know, a running back would have been open in the middle of the end zone. So there were concepts that were available. Um, that they just didn't run, you know, again, it's up 21 to three. How exciting are you going to get about doing a whole lot? And then I think what happened is they, they, the snowball started coming downhill a little bit, you know? So I think those are things that, that they'll change and um, they have some experience, but, but I, you know, in reality is they're going to be playing Tennessee this week. So, you know, my, my thought process there is that, you know, if I'm 
Matt Lafleur, I got the whole playbook open and available, and we're gonna, you know, we're gonna be hell bent for election. Uh, I wanted to ask you about the defense because I thought the defense did what they needed to do, even though they did give up the drive and they had to punch the ball out in a game-changing moment in which they got the fumble. Uh, I still think the defense played pretty well, and you're seeing more and more consistent pressure on quarterbacks, not only coming from Zadaria Smith, but you're seeing Kenny Clark in the mix up the gut. You're seeing other guys, uh, Barnes, Martin, you saw Rashawn Gary, uh, even Preston Smith. It seems like they're getting into a better front flow when it comes to in the trenches defensively. Do you agree? I like. I agree to a, a high degree of what you're saying there. I like the way they're doing things now, and there's some – you know, the complaint that I had all through this season is where are the playmakers at every level? Um, you know, you have you have a playmaker on the back end and in 23. Actually, unfortunately, he's not much of a playmaker because they don't throw to him because he's that good. So, you know, so Kevin King looks like he's getting picked on, but the reality is you can't throw to 23 because there's nowhere to throw. Um, so what I like on the back end, what I see coming up is you saw the way they're using Amos now, uh, first and second downs, he's closer to the line of scrimmage. Third down and long, you know, or super passing downs, they're firing him back deep. I really like that. I, I like the emergence of Savage. He seems to be playing. He's still got a um, temper a little bit, you know, when he's getting close and come to balance to make a tackle. But I thought he took a lick on a running back last week or on Saturday night. He came up in the hole and stood there and took his punishment, boy. Uh, but he didn't give it up. So, you know, that was – that was good to see. I like Barnes, uh, what's happening there at the mid-level. Um, you know, if you look at the, that, that, that game, as soon as he left the game, that's when they started running the ball with the quarterback because he was really good, technically sound, keeping square, eyes forward, in his drop, where you saw um, Percy on that quarterback scramble for a touchdown, played, you know, patty cake with a running back and gave up a touchdown there. You know, I, I – I think Barnes did a nice job there, and I, I see him ascending uh, as well as uh, Martin. You know, Martin's a rookie. He's got to remember he's not playing in the Big Ten anymore. The running back's got a little wiggle, so he'll have to uh, to temper some of his well. But I like the way he flies around. I like his aggression. And then on the line of scrimmage, the guy who's emerging is um, uh, Kiki. You know, you see him. He gets a little bit high sometimes in the run game, but I really like what, what he how his aggressive and his flying around. And then of course Gary. Uh, you see him flying around a little bit too. So I think they're on the rise. Um, there's some really good things there. They still have to figure out, they still have to be more sound in the run game with their run fits. So it'll be really interesting to see what happens this weekend if they you know, stand up toe-to-toe. But really the defense is, is designed, when you look at it, is not to give up the big play. That's, that's what it is. No big passing plays. Make offenses 8, 9, 10 yard you all the way down the field. And then when we get packed in in the red zone, you know, We'll take our chances. Talking with Eric Branchek of the Green Bay Press-Gazette. And, uh, I look, I, as much as I want to really analyze or maybe even overanalyze the Carolina game, I, I think now we set our sights on, on the Tennessee Titans and what the expectations are, are most likely to be. I think, first and foremost, you're talking about a 10-win win team coming into Lambeau Field. Just win the damn game. That's first and foremost. And then 
how do you win the game? That becomes the question. I mean, do the Packers get off to a really fast start and say put up 21 before a blink of an eye and force them to get rid of uh, throwing the ball or giving the ball to Derrick Henry and that they start putting it in the air just to play catch-up? And that would take them out of their game. What I, It's not that I want to see a game go toe-to-toe, but I would like to see the Packers in somewhat of a smash-mouth, grind-it-out type of performance in which you get a real sense as to what the defense overall is capable of doing. You know what I mean? It's kind of like be careful what you wish for, but it's kind of like that's what you wish for because that's going to be a springboard into the postseason. Now, how do you see it? Well, I definitely don't want to see a close game, or nor do I want to see it. I, 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 yes, as a football fan and as someone in my seat be sitting there in the press box looking down, I would love nothing more to see a 13-17 uh, to 17 smash mouth football game. However, I don't think that's going to happen. If that does happen – it could go, you know, the, it could go the Packers' way. Um, I'd be a little bit frightened. Uh, I guess what I would rather, I think, you know, if I'm sitting in the coach's room and I'm looking at, at video now for the last, you know, 12 hours, 36 hours, and watching the game yesterday against Detroit, I'm throwing it over their head. I'm getting the ball downfield now. I'm scoring. I want to score a lot of points early and get – the ball out of that big guy's hand and you don't want you know the worst the one thing you don't want for the Packers defense is if you're Mike Fenton is you don't want a highlight reel of of uh, Savage getting thrown around by an angry running back right you don't want that so and and I don't know if they can uh stand up toe to toe with them and you know everybody gives a ton of credit to, to Derrick Henry but if you watch really closely that offensive line is pretty darn good um and a lot of times he doesn't get touched until he's across the line of scrimmage for three two three four yards and then you get that guy running with a head of steam that I'm not so interested about running and, and tackling him either so I guess from the Packers point of view from their coaching staff if they want to if they want to win and feel comfortable you know in the end at the last four minutes of the fourth quarter they need to score really, get the ball, put the ball into uh, Tannehill's hand and make him beat you. Yeah, I would say if you have to have uh, Ryan Tannehill come from behind to knock off the Green Bay Packers or begin to shoot it out with Aaron Rodgers, I think Rodgers wins that you know every damn day of the week. But if it becomes a possession game and it comes down to a last drive, Ryan Tannehill's not going to be the guy that's going to be throwing the football all over the place. He's going to be doing it just to maintain the offense and giving the ball to Derrick Henry, and then it's going to be up to the Green Bay Packers' defensive front to be able to stop Derrick Henry, thus to win the game. And I don't know if I really want to see that happen, to be honest with you, you know? No, I agree. I, you know, And listen, the Packers played pretty smash-mouth on offense the first half. They were running, I thought, I mean, the best that I've seen them run in, in maybe ever, um, at least this season. And, and you see the way that they ran the football and the things that they did. And that offensive line was playing great. They had they had it set up right. They had great angles um, in their run scheme. So, you know, everything was, was really good. Uh, I just don't know if they want to – if they want to go toe to toe and, and you know with these guys running the football at each other, I just I just don't think that's a recipe for success. You know against the Titans, and I, I think you can get over the top of them. Um, if they want to blitz the house, I think good, go for it. You can hit Tanyan, and he'll have a big game. Um, and uh, and let, let let you know. I think they got to try and if I'm the Titans, I got to figure out a way to stop uh, Adams, and then I got to stop Jones, and then oh, there's that sneaky tight end I got to watch. So I think the, the the Packers' offense is a challenge, especially for that team. You know what I saw from watching a little bit of them over the weekend at 
it could be a really difficult challenge uh, for the Titans defense. And I think the Packers just come right out of the gate and just, you know, run enough to keep them honest, but throw it in a play action pass, let them get aggressive and then throw it over the top, get them, get it, get it over with by halftime. Eric, always good. We'll chat again later this week and uh, get people ready for the Titans game, okay? Yeah, I mean, don't, isn't this exciting, though, to be at this point in the season and you're covering a football team that's got a chance to to to, to get beyond the first round of the playoffs or even have a home field bye? I mean, this this is what it's about. And, I'm, it, you know, this is fun time. And as you can probably tell from my voice, I'm pretty excited. So I, yep. I hope No, I, I think game. everybody should be. I agree with you, man. Appreciate it, pal. We'll talk yeah. to you soon. Take care. Talk to you later. There you go. Eric Branchek of the Green Bay Press-Gazette joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard. They treat you fair. 80-plus years. They've been doing it. Call them 844-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com. Pine Mountain Ski Resort in Iron Mountain, Michigan. It's open. If they got snow. It's open. It's time to get outdoors and enjoy the great sport of downhill skiing in a majestic setting in Michigan's amazing UP. Bundle your lift ticket with lodging for an amazing discount and all kinds of great stay packages and ski packages as well. Choose from lodging in the hotel or a private condo or the Alpine house. They are currently serving all food in to-go containers to be enjoyed in the outdoors on the Sitzmark deck. Uh, they got burgers, brats, hot dogs, chicken tenders, grilled pizza, all that kind of good stuff right there on the deck. Uh, adult beverages being served on the outdoor deck in the outdoor bar. Enjoy the amazing experience while practicing all the COVID guidelines. So think about it. You're already going to be wearing a face mask anyway, right? For more information, call our friends and guest services, 906-774-2747, 906-774-2747. Be sure to ask about their New Year's Eve festivities, including a torchlight parade down the hill, live music, fireworks. Visit PineMountainResort.com. That's PineMountainResort.com. Follow them on Facebook for the most current updates. Head north to God's country and enjoy some great skiing at Pine Mountain Resort in Iron Mountain, Michigan. Again, on the web, PineMountainResort.com, or write it down, 906-774-2747. 906-774-2747. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. Now, a green and gold update brought to you by Concordia University, Wisconsin Veteran Services Department. Learn how to use your military benefits at cuw.edu slash veterans. In Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Green Bay Packers remain atop of the NFC after beating the Carolina Panthers 24-16 on Saturday night. But after reviewing the film, Matt LaFleur says the Packers could have played better. You know, anytime you don't play your best as a football team, it is disappointing. You know, we have a high standard for what we're able to do. Green Bay blew a 21-3 lead and only gained 49 total offensive yards in this second half. It's the worst in 20 years. Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers. We just haven't put together a four-quarter game. You know, we've had some really good stretches. I think just not four quarters of football. The Panthers left Green Bay with several injured defensive players, including corner Troy Pride, defensive end Brian Burns, and tackle Bravion Roy. Head coach Matt Rule. Yeah, they're, they're all getting MRIs today. Uh, Troy hurt his hip. He's getting an MRI today. I, I would say he's uh, doubtful for next week. Brian Burns um, hurt his knee in MCL. Uh, he's getting an MRI today. I would say he would be questionable for next week. And then Ravion's getting an MRI today, and I don't have as much of a feel for him. Up next, the Panthers face Washington and former head coach Ron Rivera. The Packers play the Titans on Sunday Night Football here at Lambeau. At the end of the day, 
It's about finding ways to win football games. That's Matt LaFleur in Green Bay. I'm Mike Clemens on The Bill Michaels Show. Welcome back to the program. Big stuff coming out of the uh, coming out of the bowl uh, championship over the weekend. Uh, you got a team like Cincinnati went undefeated, and they are getting shut out. You still got a team that did not play very well, and Ohio State, who doesn't look good, uh, they don't necessarily, in my opinion, deserve to be there. But since they're undefeated, I and carry the name Ohio State, they are there. In the meantime, you got the Badgers getting Paul Bunyan's axe back. And now they're going to face Wake Forest. So I'm excited about that. I mean, I know some of you may not be, but I am. I'm excited about that. Looking forward to it. Got a good win over the weekend uh, via basketball as well. So I'm I'm happy. Boy, that heartbreaker for uh, Marquette to lose to Xavier. Ugh. Last second shot. That was, that was somewhat painful. But... Uh, but yeah, nevertheless, I mean, you know, I was I was pretty happy with the way uh, with the way the Badgers played, getting that win. So good stuff for the Badgers to get the win over uh, Minnesota, and to come back to do it. You know, obviously you've got Jack Cohn now wanting to enter the portal. So you kind of saw that coming, as you know, Graham Mertz is is now the future, is now the current, if you will, but. Some good stuff over the weekend coming out. I was excited about it. The Badgers keep the axe. That's that's always good, man. Good to talk about the NFC and the AFC playoffs, and Mike Clemens is going to join us in the next hour. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. Listening to the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network.